At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. This is My Guys of the Desert with Stormy Bonantoni on VSIN, the sports betting network. It's a great day to be alive, and it's a great day to be a better. Welcome inside to the Circa Resort and Casino in downtown Las Vegas. It is My Guys in the Desert. It's a hashtag Femi Friday. Stormy Bonantoni, of course, out on assignment doing her college football duties. So I'm filling in here. And make sure to tweet the show. We want to hear from you guys. Tweet at us at VSIN Live and at Femi Abebefe. If you got any funny stuff or some interesting actionable data to let us know and or ask about, we would always, always love to hear about it. So tweet the show at us. As always, we got three guests coming up for you guys here today. Reed Fowler, DraftKings, DK rather, DraftKings, like I mentioned, their NFL analyst. He's coming up at 245. Chris Andrews, the sports book director at the South Point Hotel and Casino, talking NFL and college football. He's at 230. And of course, Kenny White joining the show in a matter of moments. But before we get to all of that, let's get to the top five things you need to know as a better here today on November 19th in 2021. Starting with Thursday night football last night, the New England Patriots defeated the Atlanta Falcons 25-0, a shutout. Patriots, they go on ahead and cover as seven-point favorites. Game goes under the total of 47. Main takeaway in this one is how about that defense from the New England Patriots? Everyone's talking about how it seems like 2001, but if the defense is playing like they're playing now, they could be a hot team come January and potentially into February. Patriots allow only 165 yards total on the evening Falcons averaged 3.2 yards per play Patriots have now won and covered five straight games as they have leapt back into the AFC East playoff race just one game back of the Buffalo Bills Falcons just absolutely awful not much to report on their end no takeaways Matt Ryan was banged up there but you look at the standings Patriots right now plus 250 to win the AFC East, an absolutely close division race. They play the Buffalo Bills in two weeks. That'll be a fantastic game as those two teams have to have two games left to close out the season. Our number two storyline, the Detroit Lions and Cleveland Browns. Some quarterback issues going on there. The Detroit Lions, it sounds like Jared Goff will not be playing on Sunday. And if Goff is not playing, it'll be Tim Boyle making his first ever start in the National Football League. Tim Boyle, of course, coming off of injured reserve. He is now going to get his first action. Dan Campbell says they're ready to start Tim Boyle. If he gets that start, best of luck to him right now. The Browns, 12-point underdogs, actually 12-and-a-half now as I look at the odds board with a total of 42-and-a-half. On the Cleveland side, Baker Mayfield is good to go. He's dealing with a knee, a foot, and a shoulder, but it's the non-throwing shoulder, so Baker Mayfield will tough it out for the Cleveland Browns in that game. Cleveland expected to win by a very wide margin. Our number three storyline, Panthers head coach Matt Rule says Cam Newton will get the start in Sunday's game against the Washington football team. Newton, of course, played last Sunday through touchdown pass, ran for another touchdown pass in their win against the Arizona Cardinals. He, of course, signed with the Panthers last week on Thursday, I believe it was. Started 15 games for the Patriots last season. And with the Panthers, started 124 games for them behind center as they had a pretty successful run there in Carolina. But P.J. Walker, he's still expected to play a little bit. We'll see how they 
uh, split the reps there between Walker and Newton, but Newton will be getting the start for the Panthers against the Washington football team. Right now, Carolina three-point favorites with a total of 43. All right, let's get to the injury roundup. A lot of injuries to report on in the National Football League, starting with Packers quarterback Aaron Rodgers. He's been dealing with a toe injury. He is expected to start against the Minnesota Vikings. Lamar Jackson, the Ravens QB, was sick earlier in the week, missed practice Wednesday and Thursday, practice today, and will start against the Chicago Bears. Cardinals QB Kyler Murray, Game time decision with the ankle injury. Murray practiced all week, so we'll see if they give it a go. Of course, the Cardinals have a bye week next week, so if they want to get him some extra rest, look for Colt McCoy to get the start there. And, of course, for the Cardinals, DeAndre Hopkins has been ruled out with a hamstring. Chicago Bears taking on the Baltimore Ravens. Allen Robinson is doubtful with a hamstring, and their pass rusher, Khalil Mack, he's been really good this year, has been placed on season-ending injured reserve is going to have foot surgery. They thought they could give it some rest, and after the bye, see how it's doing. Apparently, it's not doing well, as he's going to miss the rest of the season. In the Sunday night football game, Pittsburgh is going to be without both T.J. Watt and Minka Fitzpatrick. So their two best defensive players will be out in that game. Watt, of course, got hurt in their tie against the Detroit Lions with a hip and knee, and Minka Fitzpatrick is on the reserve COVID list. Speaking of that reserve COVID list, Dallas Cowboys wide receiver just within the hour, Amari Cooper, was placed on that list, so he has been ruled out against the Kansas City Chiefs, also ruled out for the Thanksgiving game against the Las Vegas Raiders for the folks who are looking to look ahead on Thursday's slate there. The 49ers will be doubtful. Elijah Mitchell, their running back, is a finger issue, so he's doubtful against their game against the Jacksonville Jaguars. Washington's Curtis Samuel, that groin issue, it's been dealing with him, plaguing him all year long. He's questionable, so a little bit better of a sign than weeks past where he's been ruled out on Friday. Speaking of the Jags, though, running back James Robinson, he's also questionable with a heel and knee issue. Titans running back Jeremy McNichols, he's been ruled out with a concussion. And Saints running back Alvin Kamara also ruled out with a knee injury. So the Saints, no Kamara, and both of their offensive tackles, for that matter, both out in that game. Eagles tight end Dallas Goddard in that Eagles-Saints game. He is expected to play coming back from a concussion he suffered in their win over the Denver Broncos last Sunday. And our final storyline, an NBA injury whip around here. Lakers head coach Frank Vogel says LeBron James, who's been battling the abdominal strain he's missed the last I feel, few weeks now, he's a game-time decision in tonight's game against the Boston Celtics. Lakers, of course, two-point underdogs in that game total of 213 and a half. The Nets, they'll be without Kevin Durant. He was ruled out with a shoulder sprain. They're taking on the Orlando Magic as 10-point favorites in Brooklyn. And, of course, the Golden State Warriors, no Steph Curry tonight. A hip contusion is keeping Curry out for tonight's game against the Magic. Also, Draymond Green, Andre Iguodala, Otto Porter all out as well. The total in that game has come crashing down from 210 to 200 with the Warriors' injury news there as they are taking on the Detroit Pistons. All right, those are the five stories that you needed to know as a better here on a Friday and joining us now in his usual spot when Kenny White of Sportsline, the PowerRatings.com and CBS Sports HQ. Kenny, we're always talking NFL and college football this time of year and thank you for joining us once again here this afternoon. Let's start with the Washington and Carolina game. Cam Newton is getting the start there for the Carolina Panthers. Any value here with Cam now coming back as the starter, which seemed crazy two weeks ago to think of, but now they're laying three points against the Washington football team with a total of 43. Yeah, you know what? I, I don't have that big a difference between Cam Newton and Sam Darnold. So they're, just, they're back to normal. Uh, P.J. Walker had a three-point drop-off from Darnold. Uh, it looked pretty good, though, so I've kind of upgraded P.J. Walker. But 
again, new offense, new system. Uh, yeah, he was brought in last week. They designed a couple of plays for him. They worked well. Now he's got to try to figure out the entire playbook. Love the way Christian McCaffrey's playing. But this is still a below-average football team. Uh, no, no way around that. And Washington uh, is as well the way they've been playing as of late. Their defense has played better. Carolina's defense has been their strength of this team. Um, I like the total under, Femi. I think this would be a low-scoring game. Both teams need the win for playoff complications. Yeah, that total right now sitting at 43 pretty much across the board. I believe WinBet has 43.5 for the folks looking to play that game under as well. The Detroit Lions and the Cleveland Browns. Cleveland right now 12-point favorites with a total of 42.5. What's the drop-off between Jared Goff and now Tim Boyle, who's likely to get his first ever start for the Detroit Lions here on Sunday? Yeah, as, as bad as, as Goff has been, it's still going to be about a four-point drop-off to Tim Boyle, and that's why that's why this line has you know, gotten as high as it has. Uh, Detroit has played very hard for Dan Campbell this year, and a guy like Goff has done his best because of his experience to try to keep his team in games, uh, you know, put a couple points on the board, keep the defense playing hard. But I, I don't think Boyle can do that in this situation against the Cleveland defense. So I think this is all, all Cleveland, one-way Cleveland. I think they could win this game very easily. We're speaking with Kenny especially, White of... Especially, oh, especially off the, the embarrassment last week, Femi. They were embarrassed by the Patriots. I think you're going to see them come out and play a much better performance. Yeah, the Browns have been kind of the Jekyll and Hyde team, it feels like, in the AFC's big expectations. But every once in a while, they have kind of these performances that are not up to standard out there in Cleveland. Colts and the Bills. This is a rematch of last year's wild card game right now. The Bills in this spot, seven-point favorites with a total of 49-and-a-half. Any value here in this matchup here between Indianapolis and Buffalo? Yeah, that's a big number. Uh, we're getting a touchdown with the Colts in this game with revenge from the playoffs. So I like the way the Colts are playing. They started the year 0-3. Uh, they're 5-2 and since that point. I think Carson Wentz is starting to really – get healthier now he's feeling better he's getting some continuity Jonathan Taylor's been great the offensive line is sturdy and uh, the defense continues to improve each and every week so Buffalo's kind of been a Jekyll and Hyde team themselves losing at Jacksonville and a big blowout win last week but again uh, I think this is maybe the best team that they've faced in a little while uh, Colts I think can give them a battle and take this down to the wire so yeah plus seven for me with the Colts how about Baltimore and Chicago? The Ravens are six-point road favorites. Last time we saw them, they lost outright as eight-and-a-half-point favorites against the Miami Dolphins, now taking on a Bears team coming off of the bye, the total at 44-and-a-half. And the Baltimore Ravens injury report looks rather clean. Lamar Jackson back at practice, Hollywood Brown, uh, Rashad Bateman. What do you think about this game between the Ravens and the Bears? Yeah, I'll tell you, John Harbaugh's a great coach, and he brings in – he knows how to bring in talent, and it's always next man up, and there's not a big drop-off when they have injuries. Uh, tremendous talent evaluator. But I, I think when you're that good and you bring players in to fit your system, sometimes uh, you get a little over-evaluated in the betting market, and that's why the Ravens now are 1-6 as a favorite this year. They have a tough time covering these spreads. They win, but they don't cover. So I hate to lay points with this team. I think even with Khalil Mack out, the way the Ravens' defense has been this year, a sieve, um, I think Chicago has the better defense. They're at home getting points. Kind of a desperate team at three and six right now. Uh, it's kind of their season. They go three and seven. I think this is kind of on the way out, and they know there's no playoffs. I think there's some hope, though, still there if they can pull out a win in this game. 
All right, Kenny, hang tight. I want to ask you about some more NFL games and college football as well. But first, celebrate everyday MVPs by playing the Fantasy Football MVP Challenge. Play free in this five-part contest series and compete for a share of $50,000 in total cash prizes. Head to DraftKings.com slash MVP Challenge now to get in on the action. Terms and conditions and other eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com for details. Visa and its client financial institutions have not sponsored for offers this promotion in any way. You're listening to My Guys in the Desert with Stormy Bonantoni on v the Sports Betting Network. Welcome back. This segment of My Guys in the Desert is brought to you by Zinn Nicotine Pouches, a fresh way to enjoy nicotine without all the baggage of cigarettes, dip, or vape. No more smelling like an ashtray, no more spit cups, and no batteries to charge or leaky equipment to deal with. Zinn Nicotine Pouches are smoke-free, spit-free, and available in 10 varieties like Spearmint, Wintergreen, Citrus, and many more. And for your convenience, each variety comes in two strengths, so you can easily find the satisfaction level that's perfect for you. Zinn, America's number one nicotine pouch, is available in over 100,000 locations nationwide, meaning it's never been easier to find your Zinn. So head on over to Zinn.com find to locate a store near you. That's ZYN.com find. Warning, this product contains nicotine. Nicotine is an addictive chemical. My guys in the desert rolling along here from the Circa Resort and Casino in downtown Las Vegas. Femi Abebefe and for Stormy Bonantoni. Kenny White, of course, of the PowerRatings.com and Sportsline joining us as usual on a Friday. Kenny, I want to touch on one more NFL game before we get to college football. The Pittsburgh Steelers taking on the Los Angeles Chargers. For the Steelers, no TJ Watt, no Minka Fitzpatrick, no Joe Hayden, possibly no Ben Roethlisberger. We're not going to find out until later on this weekend. But right now, Pittsburgh, five and a half point underdogs in LA with a total of 47. How would you attack this game with all the news being anti-Pittsburgh? So do you attack it at all even? Yeah, well, Mike Tomlin's such a great coach that he's done so well as an underdog. Uh, hard hard to not go against that because he's another guy, like I said, John Harbaugh. He brings in talent, next guy up. Pittsburgh has done that as well. I mean, they, they lost uh, Stephen Tewitt early in the year. Tyson uh, Ali Laya, I can't pronounce his last name, uh, <laughs> um, early in the year. Uh, those guys were out. They've, they've filled in with Warmly and Bugs and uh, Watt is a big-time player, though. He's a point-and-a-half drop-off. Fitzpatrick is a point drop-off. Hayden's a half a point. But it just seems like they continue to rebuild. But with all of the defensive strength out, I'm looking to play this game over now because I don't think there's much of a drop-off from Roethlisberger to Mason Rudolph. I think Rudolph uh, can step right in there and make plays. If Big Ben's back, that's even better because he's really starting to gain some continuity with his guys. And uh, the offense has started to click in the last couple of weeks. So, yeah, I'm, I'm not going to bet against Tomlin, uh, but I will bet this game over. Yeah, Tomlin in these spots, uh, he usually comes up and outperforms market expectations, and I'll tease ahead to the cringeworthy play with this game between the Chargers and the Pittsburgh Steelers. All right, Kenny, let's go back to school. College football, SMU's taking on Cincinnati this week. Bearcats, one of three unbeaten teams this season here in college football, but they're only laying 10 points with a total of 65.5. That's actually come down from 12.5 which was the number earlier when it opened. What do you think about this game? Is there any value on maybe buying low on Cincinnati? I'm afraid of Cincinnati. I think they're starting to feel the pressure. Uh, 0-4 ATS the last four weeks. So uh, they they know what's ahead of them. They know what they need to do. Uh, the pressure is on. And uh, I thought they would maybe run up the score the last couple of weeks for style points because that that is important, even though everyone says it isn't. 
Believe me, it is. And they haven't been able to do it. And now they're up against a SMU team that has talent. Sonny Dykes does a great job. They were 7-0. and Lost by 7 to Houston at Houston. No shame to that. Houston's already clinched their spot in the ACC championship game. Then they lost the next week to Memphis by 3. Uh, and then they came back. They crushed UCF the following week. A team who had been playing very good football the last couple of weeks. So I'm impressed where the SMU is. Their quarterback, Taylor Mordecai, 37 touchdown passes so far this year. Wow. So averaging uh, 10 a almost four a game, four, 3.7 touchdown passes a game. I think he'll put some points on the board against Cincinnati in this one. Uh, the, the pressure is on the Bearcats. Speaking of the pressure, this seems like it's a, an elimination game, at least from a college football playoff standpoint. In the Big Ten game of the day, number seven, Michigan State, number four, Ohio State. Right now, the Buckeyes, 19-point favorites with a total of 69. But do you think that Michigan State could possibly continue this ATS run, which has been 8-2 and two thus far this season? Yeah, I think that's a team that has nothing to lose uh, going into this game. I really do. I mean, it's just, they know what a big, the big underdog they are in this game. Ohio State has Michigan on deck. No matter how big they can say this game is, they know they're a big favorite. Michigan is their biggest game of the year. Uh, Michigan State has an equal offensive and defensive line. If the game's won in the trenches, this one's going to be very equal. Ohio State has a huge edge at quarterback with C.J. Stroud. Uh, 10, 10 yards a pass he's averaging, 70% completions, 30 touchdowns, and he's got three NFL wide receivers, and that's why his numbers are so good. Michigan State is horrible at stopping the pass. They allow 330 passing yards per game, but just 6.9 yards a pass. So a lot of those yards are in garbage time when Michigan State has built up a big lead as well. But if it's one in the trenches, Kenneth Walker and the offensive line from Michigan State can keep his team in this football game. And Michigan State's best defense is keeping Stroud and the boys on the sideline. So I'm taking I'm taking Sparty here plus the points. Quick follow-up. Who do you think wins the Heisman? Do you think it's going to be coming from this game, whether it's Stroud or Kenneth Walker III? I think it can be. I'm really, you know, Stroud is putting up some amazing numbers. And I, I think he's got a uh, – I think he should be the favorite right now to win this award the way he's played. So, yeah. Whoever has the bigger game, and if Michigan State wins and Kenneth Walker has a giant game, let's let's go with Kenneth Walker the third in that one. I'd love to see that happen, but obviously I think Ohio State will win this. C.J. Stroud, if he has a big night, maybe he wins it. Yeah, obviously we just put the odds up right now on our screen. Bryce Young plus 180, C.J. Stroud 2-1. to one. So Young and Stroud kind of co-favorites with Kenneth Walker at 3-1, to one. and it feels like right now with only two, three weeks left before this thing gets settled, those three are the only players that can possibly win the award let's go to the ACC here Kenny speaking with Kenny White of the sports line and CBS Sports HQ and powerratings.com Wake Forest taking on Clemson now this is one of those double take lines here Clemson the unranked team it's been a disappointing season they're four and a half point favorites with a total of 56 and a half against Wake Forest who's in the top 10 in the college football playoff rankings Kenny what do we make of this line and the total in this bat in this matchup here yeah, I'm, I'm very surprised. I, Clemson had a great team at the beginning of the year, but there's so many injuries on both sides of the football. But then you start to look at the numbers, what DJ Ugalele has done this year, 55% completions, 5.8 yards a pass, eight touchdowns, seven interceptions. Uh, these are just horrible numbers. And then when we look at what, what did they do last week versus Connecticut, um, 129 rushing yards on 42 attempts. 
Are you kidding me? Barely over three yards an attempt. And then 241 passing yards and 44 passes. Uh, this offense is really in bad shape. Wake Forest, uh, they're putting up 44.7 a game. I know I always like the better defensive team, and Clemson is the better defensive team. Mm -hmm. But there's no comparison in these two offenses and the way these teams are playing. Wake Forest has the revenge factor. They've lost 12 straight years. Dave Clawson's a great coach on Wake, and they're having a tremendous season. I'm going with the hot team. Wake Forest can win the conference with this win. They they can win it if they lose this and win next week, but I think they'd like to just outright beat Clemson to win the, win the division and uh, head on to the ACC championship game. Yeah, that game to me feels like kind of one of those stayaways. Like, I don't, I don't know how it's going to shake out, so might as well just watch it for the enjoyment. In the Big 12, Baylor and Kansas State will do battle in Manhattan. The Little Apple, uh, the Wildcats, one-point favorites with a total of 50. Another one where the unranked team is the favorite at home versus the ranked team on the road. Yeah, it is. Uh, I think the uh, Kansas State team is a better football team. I've got Kansas State ranked 15th in the country, Baylor number 20. And a lot of that has to be, you know, current form. Kansas State's playing great football right now. And I give you the name, Chris Kleiman, head coach for Kansas State, one of the best in college football. Uh, he was at North Dakota State, went 69 and six there, uh, won numerous four or five national championship in his five years. Don't know how many, but I know he won at least four. Uh, he teaches blocking and tackling. He teaches the game the right way. But he's got a quarterback and a fifth-year senior, Skylar Thompson, who's completing 72% of his passes, 9.6 yards a pass. Even better than that, 77% of his completions. In November, Deuce Vaughn, their running back's an NFL guy. The offensive line knows the scheme. They block well. They open holes. The defense just plays outstanding fundamental defense. And Baylor has to have a letdown. They were so fired up. The intensity was sky high for the Oklahoma game. They won the game. Party time. Impossible to duplicate that intensity back-to-back -back weeks, especially when you're going home to the road. K-State's got revenge. They lost 32-31 last year. K-State gets this game. They win by a touchdown here, Femi. Real quick here, Kenny. Oregon, Utah. The Utes right now three-point favorites with a total of 59 in about 30 seconds. Where's the value in this game between the Ducks and the Utes? Kyle Winningham, the head coach for Utah. That's where all the value's at. Uh, he's the best coach in the conference. And the home crowd is going to be tremendous. It'll be very loud. It's going to be a big Utah crowd. Uh, take the Utes in that one. Taking the Utes. It's a Pac-12 title preview, at least. We think it will be as long as the Ducks take care of business in the Pac-12 North. He is Kenny White of Sportsline, thepowerrings.com, and CBS Sports HQ. Kenny, once again, thank you for joining us here on My Guys in the Desert, and best of luck to you this weekend. Thanks, Kenny. Thanks for having me on the show. Best of luck to you this weekend as well. All right. Kenny, giving us some good college football nuggets there. Likes the Utes in that spot. And you know, it's a side that is probably the side that a lot of sharp betters will be on as you tend to see these teams that are not not necessarily unranked rather with utah's case but the team that doesn't have the as high ranking but they are favored in the matchup against the top five team but hey stick with us coming up next chris andrews the sportsbook director at the south point hotel and casino we talk college football and of course nfl sharp sides on the other side it is visa the sports betting Network. Listen to my guys in the desert with Stormy Bonantoni on VSIN, the sports betting network. If you're looking for more sports betting discussion around your local teams, Bet Rivers has you covered. Bet Rivers has launched a series of CityCasts designed to tackle sports betting 
from the local perspective. There are city casts in Chicago, Denver, Detroit, Philadelphia, Pittsburgh, LA, and now New York. Subscribe to your local city cast wherever you get your podcasts. My guys in the desert rolling along from the Circa Resort and Casino here in downtown Las Vegas. Femi Abebefe in for Stormy Bonantoni. Chris Andrews of the South Point Hotel and Casino. He's the sportsbook director out there and will be joining us in a matter of moments. But first, folks, we say it every week. we got to get it out the mud, which means it is time to cringe. I was. Oh, yeah. That was, I was waiting for the sound. I was waiting for the sound effects. It came in just in time. The cringeworthy play this week, Pittsburgh Steelers plus six on Sunday Night Football against the Los Angeles Chargers. Look, who knows who's playing quarterback for Pittsburgh? Now, Ben Roethlisberger currently on the reserve COVID list. If he's not playing, it'll be Mason uh, Rudolph that will be starting. But I think Ben will play. We'll find that out later on this weekend. But there's no TJ Watt, no Minka Fitzpatrick, no Joe Hayden. So the Steelers are shorthanded. However, that is when the Steelers are at their most dangerous. Mike Tomlin, Kenny White brought it up. Uh, in the last segment there, talking about how Mike Tomlin, as an underdog, backed against the corner, one of the best coaches in the National Football League. In fact, since 2007, the Steelers, 43-22-3 against the spread as an underdog. That is the best in the league during that time. Also, during that time frame, 30-18-1 as a road underdog, which is fourth best in the National Football League. Look, last week we faded them. We had the uh, the Detroit Lions going up against the Pittsburgh Steelers. That came home for us. We're getting it out the mud this time again. Now backing the black and gold. Give me the Steelers plus six as my cringe-worthy play in the National Ooh. Football League. Oh, that sound gets better and better. All right, let's bring in Chris Andrews, the sportsbook director of the South Point Hotel and Casino. He's a Steelers fan, so I'm going to get his thoughts on my cringe-worthy play of Steelers plus six. Chris, thank you for joining us once again here this afternoon. How about the black and gold this weekend? You, you, you ready to stomach this one out with me on Sunday Night Football? <laughs> well, I'll be rooting for you, Femi, but uh, they have so many injuries. And not just injuries, but injuries to key guys. And, uh, you know, if they're all 100%, I would pretty much know Roethlisberger won't be in the lineup. There's a lot of other guys, too. you got T.J. Watt, Joe Hayden, uh, you know, just the Minka Fitzpatrick. These are all important guys. Chase Claypool. I keep thinking of guys who are important. Yeah. Uh, at this point, they're mostly questionable. If they're all back at full force, I think you got a pretty good shot to win that bet. Uh, if they're not, um, you know, things could be tough for the black and gold. But I'll be rooting for you come Sunday night. I, mean, I promise you that. All right. Hey, as long as I got your support, hey, what can go wrong? <laughs> Uh, the Dallas yeah. Cowboys, sure. taking, <laughs> Cowboys taking on the Chiefs right now. The Chiefs two and a half point favorites at the total of 56 and a half. And just within the hour, we learned that Cowboys wide receiver Amari Cooper was placed on the reserve COVID list after testing positive for COVID-19. Have you seen an influx of Kansas City money come in within that last hour? Or what's, what are you guys seeing behind the window in this game of the week in the NFL? Well, it is a game of the week. You know, we've been running a pretty solid two and a half, as have most of the guys uh, in town. You know, tough to go to three on a wide receiver injury. Uh, and I haven't seen anybody do it. We certainly have not. But I, and I haven't seen an influx of money, to be honest with you. But if we get it, we'll move it. Uh, I don't see it coming just yet. They have a lot of other weapons on that team. Are the Chiefs back? And, and is the betting public back? Because that's what was the talk all week long after we saw them blow out the Raiders here in Las Vegas last Sunday. Is the betting public back to rolling with Mahomes and the Chiefs in this spot? It, yeah, they are. I'm not sure I am, but, uh, you know, the public definitely is. 
Uh, I, I'm not sold uh, on the Chiefs after winning one game. You know, they did look really good. And we have these images from the last two years of the Chiefs being an absolutely, well, I'd say a dominant team as far as winning games. They didn't always cover a whole bunch of numbers. Uh, now, this is pretty short. You're asking them basically to win the game. It's only a two-and-a-half-point spread. And uh, the money is definitely on the Chiefs. Ticket, uh, ticket counts on the Chiefs as well. Uh, but I, uh, I'm gonna, I'm gonna need to be proven a little bit more. I think this Cowboy team is very much for real. Packers and the Minnesota Vikings going on in the Twin Cities right now. You guys have Green Bay favored by one and a half with a total of forty-seven and a half. And I'm just curious, Chris, how do you rate these teams just in general, and what are you guys seeing behind the window in this game in particular? Well, right now, I think the Packers' defense is a story that's kind of been uh, overshadowed by a lot of the drama with Aaron Rodgers. I think this defense is really, really very strong. Uh, now, on the Minnesota side, they've been in just about every single game. Matter of fact, they've been in every single game this yeah. year. Have had uh, leads in a lot of games. Um, I think it's a very dangerous spot for Green Bay. We're one and a half. We opened the game two and a half. It's been all Vikings money so far. And tell you the truth, even right now, I'm getting close to going to one. I'm probably looking for one more bet on the Vikings. Uh, this is another one where the ticket count certainly in favor of the Packers. The public's on the Packers, but the sharp money's on the Vikings. I think it's a really bad spot for Green Bay. Uh, they only what did they scored 17 last week or 13. I can't remember. Yeah, 17. They're, they're off 17. Yeah, their offense isn't very good right now. And, you know, we always just assume the best out of uh, Rodgers. I'm not sure that assumption is valid. They've had some problems over there. The defense is really tough. But uh, I think they're they're going into a bad spot. And, you know, Femi, it's one of those things where, like, every year uh, one team kind of comes from the clouds and makes a run at the playoffs. Mm-hmm. I think that might be this Viking team this year. I think that they might be ready to make a little bit of a run. Yeah, that's going to be one of the better games out there in the morning window. Another good game in the early window is the Colts and the Bills. Bills right now touchdown favorites with a total of 50 <laughs> against Indianapolis. How's the betting market attacking this rematch of last year's AFC wildcard? Well, this is interesting, too. We're running seven right now, and uh, they're laying me the seven, but the second I go to seven and a half, they come in and gobble that up right away. So this is going to be one of those games for us. Everybody knows, Femi, we only use uh, minus 110 Mm -hmm. on all our straight bets. Uh, So they're laying seven, but when I go to seven and a half, they're taking the seven and a half. I kind of like the the position on the dog a little bit here. I think this is going to be a really tight game. Uh, If I were out there betting instead of booking – I think I'd be looking to take the seven and a half myself. Um, as a bookmaker, I'm trying to hold the whole number as much as I possibly can uh, because we do everything at minus 110. So I am trying to hold the seven, but I think I'm going to be back to seven and a half eventually. But I think when I go, they're going to jump in and take that seven and a half right away when they see it. New Orleans and Philadelphia, the Eagles right now, two and a half point favorites with a total of 43. No Alvin Kamara for the Saints. Both of the Saints offensive tackles also out in this spot. Now, I ask you an Eagles game every week because we've seen the market just love this team all season long. So the question is this, have we started to see the Eagles syndicate money rolling in here on a Friday or are they waiting for Saturday and Sunday to back this Philadelphia team? Oh, it started rolling in today, just in the last probably hour, hour and a half, something like that. We've started to see a lot of uh, of Eagles money. You know, I do Gil uh, Alexander's show every Monday, guessing the lines. And I was saying that I, I can't figure either one of these two teams out. I haven't been on the right side of either one of them, I don't think, all year. 
but uh, doing a little forensic handicapping, uh, I think the the sharp money that's shown on the Eagles, I think they have a tremendous amount of uh, respect for their for their defense. And you know, in the beginning of the year, I thought Sirianni was going to be a really good coach for Jalen Hurts. Now it's been kind of spotty, up and down. He's starting to play some pretty good football the last couple of weeks, and I think this kid suddenly looks like a real NFL quarterback, not just a stopgap situation for the Eagles. And right now, I mentioned the Vikings could be that team that kind of comes from the clouds and makes a big playoff run. The Eagles would be my other choice. I think they're going to be right. That's a team that's getting better. Defense keeps them in a lot of games. And, you know, Hurts looks he's like, like he's finally starting to click with Sirianni a little bit. I think it's a team to watch. But, you know, Femi, I'm going to back it up and say once again, I haven't been able to figure either of these two teams out all year. So don't take my word on anything. <laughs> Yeah, you wonder if you see Eagles minus three with how much Eagles money has come in at the end of every week here. Real quick, I want to get to a couple college football games here, Chris. Got about a minute and a half left. Michigan State and Ohio State, Buckeyes 19-point favorites with a total of 69. But Spartans have been the one that's been covering all year. They're 8-2 and two ATS. Is the public rolling with Michigan State here? Public's definitely rolling with Michigan State. They're taking the 19. I'm looking at all the pundits on TV, and they say, well, we can't believe that uh, a ranked team could be getting so many points. And like I've said before, though, the bookmakers, we make the number. We don't make the rankings. And I think it's a good <laughs> number. Uh, we haven't moved the number all week. And I, I see this game a pretty solid 19. So I think that regardless of who wins or loses or covers, whatever, I think 19 is a very legitimate number in this game. But the public definitely very firmly behind Michigan State. In about 30 seconds, Chris, Cincinnati and SMU, the Bearcats, 10-point favorites with a total of 65. Is this a buy-low spot on Cincy, or we're going to keep fading Cincinnati as they haven't covered in their last four? <laughs> I would recommend fading Cincinnati. I don't like the way they're playing right now, and I think SMU is really coming along. Uh, wise guys are all over SMU. We opened at 12. We're all the way down to 10, and uh, I kind of think they have the right idea on this game. But we're starting to get down pretty low. If this went down to 8 or so, I might start to look at Cincinnati at that point. Yeah, you think the Bearcats, they need these style points if they want to get into that top four, yeah. but they haven't yeah, been they outperforming do. market expectations. He is Chris Andrews, the sports book director at the South Point Hotel and Casino. Thank you once again, Chris, and enjoy the rest of your weekend. Good talking to you, my friend. Talk to you soon. Bye-bye. All, right. All right, Reed Fowler of DraftKings on the other side. It is my guys in the desert. Guys in the Desert with Stormy Bonantoni on VSIN, the sports betting network. The VSIN Black Friday offer is here right now. When you sign up for our $99 midseason football special, you'll also receive a $20 credit to the VSIN store. Get all of our expert sports betting analysis, insights, and data for the rest of the football season, plus $20 to buy VSIN sports betting hats, shirts, mugs, and other great gear. Hurry, this limited time offer. So sign up now for the perfect sports betting holiday gift at vcin.com slash subscribe. That's just one week from today, folks. You better get that done. Early Christmas shopping with our Black Friday gifts there. So we got Reed Fowler of DraftKings joining us here in a matter of moments. We're going to talk NFL sides and props for this week in the National Football League. But first, it's the holiday season. Thanksgiving's coming up next Thursday, Black Friday, next Friday, like I just mentioned. So I'm going to give you my top five sports holidays on the calendar, starting with number five, Labor Day weekend. It's that perfect time in September, summertime winding down. The weather's still great all across the country, but more importantly, it's our first real look 
at football because we've been watching preseason NFL all August. Now we're getting some real live college football action and we always get a great slate on Labor Day weekend. You always get some top 10, sometimes even top five matchups like we got earlier this year with Georgia and Clemson. Now, Clemson obviously is not very good, but at least on paper, it looked like a great matchup heading into it. So college football weekend, Labor Day weekend, week number one is my number five sports holiday. Number four, New Year's, just New Year's Day, New Year's Eve, around that time frame because college football big games. You're gonna notice the theme here with my holidays here, but the college football playoff, always around this time, you get those four semi, or the two semifinal games. You also get the other New Year's six games, Rose Bowl, Orange Bowl, Fiesta, Peach, uh, Cotton Bowl, Sugar Bowl, whichever games you wanna do. But those five college football games around that New Year's Day, New Year's Eve range, those are always awesome. This year, New Year's Eve, I believe, is the college football playoff. So uh, you can roll right in from watching some playoff games into the whole new year. We celebrate 2022. Number three, Christmas, opening up some gifts. And those gifts include five great NBA games. How awesome is that? You get typically rematches of playoff games, NBA finals, potential NBA finals previews. And also you get some NFL games because the NFL has said, hey, NBA, we're not, you're not the only ones that can do some stuff on Christmas Day. This year, two NFL games, not just one. We get two Browns, Packers, Colts, Cardinals, both intra-conference matchups that are going to be fantastic. And my number two pick is a little bit about a sneaky one, an underrated one, St. Patrick's Day as my number two sports holiday because college basketball is at the very best around this time. This year, I don't know if you've noticed, look at your calendar, the Thursday of the NCAA tournament, that first Thursday will be on St. Patrick's Day. It just coincides with the best part of the college football calendar. You're gonna get 16 tournament games to bet on on that day and of course it's springtime weather's getting better in some other areas northeast northwest you know starting to get the rise of spring in the air so you get some saint patty's day drinking some saint patty's day betting what more could you want as a sports fan and my number one sports holiday turkey day thanksgiving the four f's family friends food football that's absolutely the sell point of thanksgiving and Maybe I'm a Cowboys fan, so I'm a little bit biased about Thanksgiving, but it's my favorite day on the calendar. It's higher than my birthday, higher than Christmas, higher than Father's Day, Mother's Day. Don't tell my father nor mother that. But Thanksgiving is the number one day on the calendar. You get three NFL games, and you also get some college games as well with the Egg Bowl coming up between Mississippi and Mississippi State. So those are my five sports holidays, Thanksgiving being the top one of the bunch. All right, joining us now, Reed Fowler, the DraftKings NFL analyst to join us to talk NFL sides and props. And I want to start, Reed, thank you for joining us here on My Guys in the Desert. Let's start with this Packers and Vikings game, an interesting game out there in the NFC North. Right now, the Vikings, some places, there's a pick them here as we're seeing Green Bay favored by one, one and a half we saw at the South Point. What's your read on this game? And I know you also have a prop in this contest as well. Yeah, I, I, Femi, I, I think that that rundown was fantastic. I'm going to include my own national uh, library. I think it's, I'm here, a National Library Workers' Day. It's the Tuesday before the Masters. So that's the reason why I like that one. No, Absolutely love it. Uh, that was a great one. <laughs> Bad joke. Uh, what's not a joke, though, is, yeah, I, I like Green Bay. Green Bay minus one. And if you can get them at a pick them, fantastic. All these guys do, Femi, is win games, right? We've seen them so far in the NFC uh, take on a lot of, uh, of worthy opponents, and they've they've come out victorious. And now you get a Vikings team I know who just is coming off a win. You see Kirk Cousins; he's you know the stats are there for him. But this is a team, even though they're getting healthy in the secondary, getting Harrison Smith back. 
I st- they still don't have Daniel Hunter. And it's just Aaron Rodgers now a week removed from that game that we saw instead the same that gimmick that we saw, excuse me, against Seattle, where he said he was a little exhausted. He's playing. Devontae Adams is playing. Uh, A.J. Dillon is probably not going to be that much of a difference in terms of what they want to do. They're mm-hmm. different players between A.J. Dillon and, and Aaron Jones. But how they establish Devontae Adams getting open is play action. You know, even if even if they don't do play action, this is a team that you know this is a team that now is three and one against Minnesota in their last four. And I even I haven't even gotten to the defense either, Fabi. The defense has faced Kyler Murray, Patrick Mahomes, and Russell Wilson over the past three weeks. One total touchdown and four interceptions. So that defense is is coming into form. And I like Aaron Rodgers. Aaron Rodgers over two and a half touchdowns. I think he comes out and he absolutely destroys this Vikings defense. The secondary is banged up for Minnesota. It's a little bit on the older side. I think he comes out right now, and even though their their implied team total is only around 24, I think they smash that, and I think three of those touchdowns come, comes from Aaron Rodgers. Yeah, right now the Packers, I'm looking at DraftKings odds to win the NFC. The Packers are 4-1. to one. Would you say this team is the best team in the NFC, coupled with what they can do offensively? But you mentioned the defense has really been the story at least the last three games. Yeah, it's hard for any of us to to put a marker in any team, right? It's best in in, in the yeah. NFL, the in either conference and either you know in any division because of what we, the parity in the NFL this year is 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 been you know has been wide. It, you know, we think that the Buccaneers are the best team in the NFC, and then they lose by ten to the Washington Football Team. So I'd say right now that yeah, I think from an NFC standpoint, the Packers feel like they feel like it, right? They're coaching Matt Lafleur. Looks like he's doing a fantastic job. They have one of the best quarterbacks, despite what anybody thinks. And they have the number one wide receiver in the NFL. So, and again, that defense has is, is, is been fairly good against really good quarterbacks. And so, yeah, I'd say for them right now, they're a team that I'm, I'm circling as, at least at this point, Femi, as one of the best in the NFL. Yeah, Packers 9-1 ATS this season. That is the best in the NFL. You mentioned the Washington football team, so let's get to that game. They're taking on the Carolina Panthers down there in Charlotte right now at DraftKings. The Panthers, three-point favorites with a total of 43. What's your read on this one? I mean, (laughs) how much love is Cam Newton getting? Like, (laughs) like he's getting so much love. And he would, I mean, he, he got two touchdowns total last week, right? And he looks better than Sam Darnold. But, you know, news alert, anybody with a pulse is going to look better than Sam Darnold over the past three or four, you know, games. Sam Darnold was fine at the beginning of the year, but we're seeing now that maybe, just maybe, he's that New York Jet type of Sam Darnold that we've come to love and potentially Jets fans have come to hate. But I'm not convinced. This is Cam Newton that last year had the one of the lowest A dots in 7.6 yards. His targets are a lot better in Carolina. Clearly, you have one of the best running back in the NFL, Christian McCaffrey. But I just don't, I don't see it. Like, I, I just really don't see it right now with Cam Newton. He's still a quarterback that, you know, is going to always run the ball if he feels any sort of pressure. And that takes away your best player in Christian McCaffrey. Takes away sometimes, you know, what you're able to do with these, with these receivers. And the Washington football team, even though they lose Chase Young, they just beat what consensus-wise was the best team before last week in the Tampa Bay Buccaneers off a of bye. They just beat Tom Brady off a of bye. By 10 points. And so I'm going to, I'm not saying the Washington football team, you know, is back like Cam is, but <laughs> getting the points with three, I'll take it. You also have a couple props. I know you have another side, but I want to get to the props here. Why don't you let the folks know 
who you are playing in the prop market. Yeah, I think Debo Samuel over five and a half receptions against Jacksonville. He's hit this two of the last four times he's been out there. Uh, Jacksonville is better against the run, which is surprising to say, but I think Debo Samuel doesn't have to do any of the running back duties. Elijah Mitchell, or excuse me, Eli Mitchell is doubtful. He's probably going to be out, but they have Jeff Wilson and Joe Mixon over 16 and a half, 16.6 receiving yards. You take a look at what the Raiders did uh, against Daryl Williams. They could not stop this guy, you know, out of the backfield or even as a receiver. And the Raiders, when they play that cover three, that deep cover three, it is tough to get to these really, really good skill players. I think Jamar Chase is in for a good game, but I also think Joe Mixon is in a really, really good spot. We're kind of seeing that Gus Bradley defense unwind a little bit uh, just because they they just don't have the skill players yet to, to, to face these teams one-on-one. Their pressure quarterback with their front four is great, but they haven't been getting and sacking the quarterback as much as they were in the beginning of the season. So I really like Joe Mixon this week. There it is. And also, just to want to let the folks know, you also like the Baltimore Ravens laying five and a half against the Chicago Bears in this spot. He is Reed Fowler, the NFL analyst over there at DraftKings. Reed, appreciate you joining us once again, and best of luck this weekend. All right. Thanks, Sammy. Take care. All right. That does it for my guys in the desert here. Thank you to Reed Fowler of DraftKings. Thank you to Chris Andrews, the sportsbook director at the South Point Hotel and Casino. And thank you to Kenny White of KennyWhiteSports.com. Coming up next, the Rush Hour with Danny Burke here on Visa, the Sports Betting Network. 